welcome to the Canberra Times Sport Podcast, another isolation session. Chris Dutton here with you. We're joined today by a couple of very special guests. First off, the top of the list, we might as well go with Joey, David Polkinghorn, Leilua. Joey, can you tell us, um, tell us uh, jumping into the Canberra Times Podcast today? Yeah, just a bit of uh, reminiscing about uh, the last time the Raiders played the Storm in last year's final series. So uh, given I was pretty prominent in uh, in that game, I, I thought I'd pop in for a quick chat. Uh, just ducked out of West Tigers training. Uh, uh, Madge sort of heard what it was about, so didn't mind me skipping uh, skipping half an hour of training. Very good. For those who um, didn't quite pick it up, that's uh, not Joey Leilua's voice. That's David Polkinghorn, but he has uh, named himself Joey Leilua on our Zoom session today. The other special guest making his podcast comeback after I don't know how long since we've had him on, Daniel Briggs. Briggsy, thanks for joining us. When was the last time? I think I've only done this once before, a couple of years ago. Um, Joey Leilua, I just want to know, is the reason we can only see like half of your head because you've just got a firework in the eye still? What's going on? Uh, it's um, it's uh, still in there, I think. I <laughs> <laughs> um, might explain that outrageous beard you have. <laughs> Briggsy, good to have you on board. And Lucy Batoldo is in with us as well, who's very happy that Joey Leilua is actually at the West Tigers this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G'day, g'day, guys. Of course, unless uh, better get us in the uh, top eight, then I'll be happy that he's there. Good luck with that. I don't think it'll be happening this year, Lucy um, or Joey, but uh, there you go. Um, we all know the Tigers will finish ninth. Yeah, the Tigers will be, be the Be the fourth time in five years if that happens. Well, another, well. Not counting. Top of this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rebuilding year for the Tigers, isn't it? Yeah, it's been that since about 06. <laughs> um, footy's back. How good is it? Briggsy, you must just be over the moon as a two-time Premiership winning fan of the past two years. I'm, I'm gutted, actually. I thought if they had a call this year off, we would have been Premiers for three years in a row. So How do you think of that? Because you didn't go too well in the first two rounds. Oh, mate, well, we didn't get a draw against uh, the reserve grade sides in the, in the <laughs> so We will see. We'll see. I'm very excited for tonight's game. Yeah, how, how much have you been looking forward to this? Because uh, I imagine um, you've been feeling... What have you been feeling your weekend nights with Briggs? <laughs> oh, mate, we, we can't get into that on a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, no, it's, it's, it's been a long two months, hasn't it? And at certain points, you thought that this was never going to happen. But when Peter Valenis came out and said May 28, a couple of months ago, everyone sort of laughed at him, but... Your rugby league is leading the way, so let's see how it all goes. Polk, you excited? Back um, giving you something to write about, some some actual games, no pay deals or crazy uh, project Apollos. It's actually footy time. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a bit uh, tough to readjust to writing about actual sport for a change. Um, probably just have to come up with a few COVID nineteen stories um, just to sort of, uh, I guess. Uh, Ease the pain of cold turkey, really. Um, yeah, it should be should be a bit of a refreshing change. Um, it'd be nice to, I guess, physically be at things instead of uh, still just living in your lounge room. But you know, dare to dream. Maybe uh, June. Well, Lucy, you're teaming up on the coverage this weekend of the Raiders versus Storm. You you must be looking forward to that as well. 
Yeah, that'll be my first time doing an actual game. As in, because we did the finals, but I did a lot of the the colour and crowd stuff, which is awesome. Um, this is my first time um, on the on the actual uh, desk for for the uh, for the NRL game. All so, right. Well, then so, we might we might as well start with this. Who are you going to keep your eye on? What's going to be the big talking point for you out of the Raiders versus Storm on on Friday, uh, Saturday night? Sorry. Oh gosh. Um, I just I think it'll be interesting to see how both those teams come back from the break because obviously those two teams uh, started the season uh, with, with two wins. Um, and um, yeah, I think that will be the biggest thing. I think how these teams come back. Um, I reckon it'll be a tight one um, because they're probably two top four teams. Um, and I think that will kind of. I think this game will indicate what's to come from those from those two clubs. We'll get to our um, game by game tips in a little bit. Um, but Briggsy, how do you feel about this one being a, the Raiders Storm being a grand final preview this week? <laughs> well, that's what everyone's tipping. I mean, it's it's obviously I think the the game of the round. Um, be interesting to see. That's a big thing for you to say as a, a Roosters fan, given you're going up against Latrell this week. Look, oh, yeah, the, the Roosters will win that by 50, so that, that's just <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how the Raiders approach it, given um, the controversy they've had in the build-up and how how John Bateman performs in particular. It's been um, a bit of a distracting couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be picked to uh, perform, I'd imagine. He's still oh, he's still injured, is he? Oh, Spriggs is still in isolation. I should have read the rundown. <laughs> give him a give him a pass, Polky. Geez, I'd be interested to see how Bateman goes this week with his bung shoulder and all. But um, Polks, what are you expecting? You you were down in Melbourne for uh, the finals game last week. The Raiders won in a tight one. Bateman scored the winner, and yourself, Joey Leilua, I think it was you who passed it to him um, to set up the match winner yep. to secure a home prelim for the first time in Raiders history. What are you expecting from this one, Raiders down there? Um, I guess you, you probably expect a, a similar sort of game to the, the last two, uh, really. I guess a tight tight affair that sort of goes right down to the wire, basically. And um, lots, of, uh, lots of forwards uh, going nose-to-nose. Josh Papali sort of uh, preeminent, I guess. And, um, yeah, I imagine that's sort of what what you're going to expect, that uh, a good grinding uh, battle, really. Um, and hopefully uh, uh, the same result. Now, tell me this, Pocky. What did you miss about rugby league? Um, leaving the house. <laughs> what about the actual game itself? Um, oh, well, I guess... Uh, Probably, it's probably fairly similar to the players, really. Um, you sort of got that routine. You, you know, three, three or four times a week, you, you're heading out to uh, the Raiders HQ and um, chatting to a few of the guys and um, trying to trick them into, into saying something controversial. And then um, uh, on the weekend, you, you go out and watch them smash into uh, blokes from other cities. So... Um, and hopefully getting the win and, and getting one step closer to getting us back to uh, another grand final. Um, 
Yeah, and and, and probably the uh, it's probably the similar to what a lot of us have, have missed over the past uh, nine weeks is just that that social interaction, whether it's um, you know talking about the games or, or talking to the players. I guess we're sort of lucky in, in that regard, but um, that that sort of banter um, that you can have on a on a daily basis. Uh, um, as we sort of uh, rub it in about watching the greatest game of all, while you've got to cover uh, the uh, ever imploding rugby union. Well, I'm not covering too much for the next little while, and who knows if that game will be around beyond uh, the NRL season this year. What about you, Briggs? Um, you've uh, you've been a rugby league man all your life. You always give it to me, um, even, even though I'm a rugby league man too. But you still give it to me. <laughs> um, what, what did you miss? Like, what, what did you miss about, like, not being able to see the um, Bondi brown bags of cash um, go around and win games? Unbelievably libelous accusations. Victor <laughs> <laughs> uh, Radley, mate. I've, uh, my man crush, so I'm looking forward to watching him uh, tear through South tomorrow night. But it's just, like Polky said, just the normalcy of it. I mean, it's something you've had they're just available for six months of the year for, for your whole life, really. And when it's taken away and you're not sure if it's going to come back, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's been a, it's been a long couple of months. So bring on tonight and bring on the Raiders game, bring on the Roosters versus South. The biggest thing I want to know, Briggs, is um, how many jerseys do you have in your collection? <laughs> it's, just, it's a shame that this one's a visual medium because I, I've got my dodgy, uh, dodgy little friends in one hand that send over my <laughs> jerseys and I've got a number six with the name again above it on a Roosters one so it's a shame I can't wear that to uh, Canberra Stadium this year probably. Did, did you buy any in isolation? I did mate yes, the six again. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a disappointing week actually because this most recent weekend we were supposed to be in Perth for the uh, Roosters Raiders grand final replay, so it was a bit of a bit of a mopey weekend. But it sounds like we would have been uh, rained out over there anyway. Yeah. yeah. Whatnot, so. No, Perth isn't on the NRL's radar anymore because the Western Force are coming back into Super Rugby, so it's rugby town. But um, all right, so we got the Eels and the Broncos kicking it off Thursday night. A couple games Friday before we get to the Raiders Storm on Saturday night. Um, same 17-man squad for the Raiders for 12 weeks in a row now, um, but only three games in that period. Uh, Lucy, were you surprised that the Raiders didn't make any changes to that team that beat the Warriors um, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago now? No, because why fix what isn't broken? Yeah, but, you know, in a bit, bit of time off gives you a chance to see, yeah. you know, different people. That's true. Like maybe the probably the one surprising thing is or not surprising, but you know, obviously um, Jordan Rappin is not in the um, he isn't starting. But I guess you know he's still coming back from a few months off from well, nearly half a year off from the league. So it is and isn't surprising at the same time. But um, yeah, I think I think it's probably. Just probably one of a, a way to kind of pick up where they left off. Yeah, Polks, do you think um, Jordan Rapiner should have been in there, or happy with the Raiders to go ahead with the the seventeen that they had in the first two rounds? Well, well, he's still a chance to come in. I mean, mm. he's in he's in the twenty one. So, um, I guess 
you can't really rule out him being out on out on the field at some point on Saturday night until uh, until you see the final seventeen named at uh, six thirty. So um, I guess it's probably not that surprising. He he didn't get a lot of action while he was in in Japan, so they, they potentially are just playing it a bit cautiously. And and also Ricky, um, as Jared Croker said yesterday. Uh, rewarding the guys who've got the, the season off to a, a 2-0 and start as well. Um, uh, I mean, you have to feel for, for Michael Oldfield if, if he gets dropped out again. Um, just, I don't know what he has to do to, to, to get a run of games in, in a rugby league team. Um, he must have done something to offend one of the rugby league gods at some point in his life. So, um, yeah, probably, probably not that surprising, but Obviously, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw uh, Rapiner on the bench come uh, kickoff. Um, in terms of that, you said they're uh, 2-0. If they beat Melbourne, it will be the third time in a row that they've beaten Melbourne in, and all games. All those games would have been in Melbourne. And I think first time ever they would have beaten Melbourne three games in a row at any venue. And also first time they would have started a season with three straight wins since 05, like, Two months is a long time for Raiders fans to get excited, isn't it? And, like, probably they're expecting a pretty good performance this weekend. But I don't know. Are we expecting too much from them? Should we, like, dial it back a little bit and, and maybe give them some time to build again, Briggs? Yeah, that's that's my concern, sort of, looking looking from the outside in at the Raiders, is that maybe they they overachieved slightly last year. And if you if you look at Melbourne's record, sort of, in round one games, and you can probably take this as a round one game again, given it's essentially been yeah. the second preseason. You know, it's, it's a huge ask for the Raiders to go down there and um, knock them off straight off the bat. But then again, what a challenge. If they can go down there and, and topple them, then all the talk of uh, premiership favouritism and being another, getting in the grand final again, I mean, they're going, they're going to... Um, answer that challenge, aren't they? Well, I guess the first two rounds against the Titans and the Warriors weren't really good barometers anyway, were they? Like, when you look at... They are two, they are two of the weakest teams <laughs> you could have played. Did Ricky Stewart design that draw in the, to start the season? I mean... And they've the got... Titans, oh, they've come got on, Pilates, calm down. With their, with their crowd and your New Zealand game against the Warriors gets moved up to the Gold Coast against a reserve grade team. And they got both of them. Uh, and I'd just, I'd just like to announce uh, another special guest jumping in. Uh, that's Nick Politis from the, the Roosters. <laughs> uh, just uh, he'll be whinging about the draw for the next uh, half an hour. Oh, well, Pulse, what do you think? Are we too excited about the Raiders? Or do you think that it's justified given what they did last year? And even though they weren't playing against great teams in the first two weeks, they were pretty clinical. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess they did what they had to do to win, didn't they? So, um, and and I guess that while uh, the Warriors are, are not always known as the the best competition, they had to. The, the Raiders did have to fly to Gold, the Gold Coast and back on the same day. It's not like they uh, uh, just travelled a couple of minutes up the road like um, the Sydney Roosters will be doing for the entire season ahead of them. Um, so. I think uh, I think a bit of hype's expected. Um, I think you probably want to let the teams have a couple of weeks to, or all the teams a couple of weeks to, 
to find their rhythm again. I don't think you should expect champagne football uh, from 7.30 tonight. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I know Lucy's been waiting for this one because she told us before we started the podcast. Great man, Josh Papali <laughs> plays his 200th game this weekend. Um, been around the Raiders for a long time now. One of the leaders, State of Origin winner, played for Australia. Lucy, what's your, your favourite Josh Papali moment? Well, I went with, I thought, considering I've been in the Cabotine Sports team for whatever a year now, I go with a, a memory within that time. So I went with um, prelim final, pushes past Damien Cook to score the try when they're up by, I think, four or six to widen that gap between um, the Rabbitohs. And um, I remember being in the stadium when that happened and having to run away from the crowd because everyone had these jugs of beer and just stood up and all the beer went everywhere. But, um, yeah, I was uh, kind of welcome to the, uh, to the Raiders fandom. Yeah, that was a, a ripper of a moment. Briggs, uh, I'm yeah. dropping this one on you because you joined us late, but do you have a favourite Papa moment? Oh, no, Lucy stole that one. <laughs> you can't that was the, that was the That was one of the defining images of the Raiders last season. I mean... As, as Papali sort of helped them into the grand final. So that was was all sadly downhill for the Raiders from... from <laughs> Paul, um, what about you? Well, I guess um, just, just adding to that that moment as well, he, he produced, uh, he showed his uh, wonderful yoga, uh, yoga, yeah, yoga uh, technique um, by producing the, uh, the cobra pose uh, after he scored as well. I think that sort of almost become a bit of a trademark celebration for him. Um, but I guess, I mean, you can, you can also remember last year, I think he scored, the, he scored the try that put Queensland ahead, didn't he, in game three, in the dying moments of game three. And um, I, th- I think that's right, isn't it? And was set to give Queensland the series win, wasn't he, until Tedesco went almost up the other end almost immediately to, to seal it, I think. Doesn't matter, um, New South Wales won anyway. <laughs> but I guess probably um, it's, it's not a moment on the field as, as much, um, although you could always bring up, you know, his, uh, his running with Paul Gallen Paul is uh, yeah. something that should, should always be mentioned uh, when you're talking about Josh Papali. But as just seeing him in the sheds two days after after he's played State of Origin and put in a 70-minute shift for the, for the green machine and just seeing him, like, just how exhausted the guy is and yet he, he just keeps, keeps producing it. And that's probably, I reckon that's probably my favourite moment is just, just seeing how he leaves absolutely everything on the field. And um, I guess uh, as... As uh, I think Don Ferner probably said to me when I was chatting to him in the sheds afterwards, like saying, oh, look at Papa. And he goes, yep, he's just a, a true warrior. Mm. Well, I, what I love about Josh Papali is um, the stuff he does off the field. Like we've, we've, as a Canberra Times sports team, we've probably seen it firsthand, the way he helped out um, Paul Woodham's junior's family um, when they were going through a tough time. And he's always got time for for young fans and visit sick kids or does little gestures like writing them on his arm or photos up in his locker. Um, he's one of the nice guys. He obviously had a little bit of drama. You, you were speaking to him yesterday, Polk, about 
you know, the anti-vaccine stuff um, in the press conference that got raised that he, he obviously hasn't, cho- well, he's chosen not to get the flu shot yet, which might have implications later in the season. Um, we'll see what happens there. But he, uh, he deserves a celebration win, I think. If the Raiders are going to, they, they tend to lift for milestone games. And um, I guess they're probably going to do it again this week if no one... He probably could have been a captain of the club if he was a bit more vocal, do you think, Polky? He's obviously a leader on the field. Yeah, well, he's in the, he's in the leadership group, I think, isn't he? Um, he's, he's very much a, a, an on-field leader and, and I think he probably says more than he lets on as well, I reckon. I think we yeah. might see a bit of a, a quieter pupper um, than, than maybe what the guys do at training and, and out on the field. And uh, um, by all reports, he's a bit of a funny fella as well. Yeah, right. Um, the other big news of the week was John Bateman. Um, you know, he's still got two years to go on his contract this year and next year, but talk that he wants an upgrade and, and wants to could potentially leave, leave the Raiders at the end of this season, most likely probably for Briggsy's Roosters, given how much money they've got. Uh, but the Bull, Bulldogs and even Gold Coast Titans have said they're interested. Dragons. Um, are we going to see John Bateman in Canberra beyond this year, do we think, team? You can't just shake your head, Lucy. It's a podcast. <laughs> we, we need answers. I Lucy. don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so next year. Um, just because if, you know, he's he has said that he does want that upgrade and I just don't think... The Raiders, at the moment, they seem to have said they don't have the salary cap room to have him for for that upgrade for next year um, or 2022, uh, depending on what happens um, with COVID, um, if, you know, with um, salary caps in that regard. Um, but in saying that, you know, you'd be going from a premiership contender team to uh, a different team where they might not have that same success, so... Um, there's, it's, there's different things to weigh up, but ultimately I don't think he's going to be in Canberra from next year. Briggs? Yeah, that's, that's the gamble. I mean, we sort of saw that as a Roosters fan in the off-season with Latrell Mitchell, where reportedly late last year, the Roosters offered him $800,000, which he, he, um, he wasn't happy with and thought he could get a million on the open market and ended up signing for 600000 with South. So... You just have to be careful. I know these guys are only in, in the game for a, for a limited period and um, John Bateman's probably not going to walk into a media career because no one can understand what he says. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in an environment here in Canberra that's probably got a really good two or three year window to maybe secure that NRL premiership. And if you can do that for maybe hundred, $200,000 less than playing for a Titans or a Bulldogs who are just nowhere near where the Raiders are, then is that a gamble that he's willing to take? Yeah, I mean, it comes comes back to money a little bit, doesn't it? And I, I can understand. If you can get 200 grand somewhere else, I can definitely understand it. But then, like, what? how much is a premiership worth? Like, what can, can you put a dollar figure on it? Yeah. Polks? No, see, I don't... Or Briggs, yeah. See, I don't think you yeah, can. I mean, well, Briggs, you, you don't think you can put a price tag on it because there is no price tag on Roosters premierships, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Just the cost of a sombrero. <laughs> yeah. I think the 
Raiders are that the Raiders are one of the clubs that have been busted for salary cap uh, discretions over the last sort of ten years. I don't think the Roosters have been. Well, it's a good point. It's a good point. But yeah, it's it's hard to put a price on winning and a winning a premiership and the the bonds you form with those teammates and the memories you create. Like we think we we still talk to the nineteen eighty nine Raiders about that that day that they had back then and. Imagine being in that first Raiders team to end the, the drought. It's obviously going to be 25 years plus now. Um, Polk's can is John Bateman so crucial to the Raiders that they need him next year, or will the world not fall apart if he goes? Um, I don't think the world will fall apart, but he certainly, I mean, he, he's definitely a winner. He brings that mm. sort of... Um, and he's got a, a nice, healthy dose of uh, cheeky mongrel in him as well. So he, he definitely, I guess he's almost like a, a cherry on top of that Raiders squad in a way. Um, I think they could, they could still challenge without him the way, way they've been playing. And I mean, they, they played a fair whack. Uh, they played a few games last year anyway when he was out with a... Um, a broken cheek last week, last year. So, and they they obviously won games while he was out. So, I think he just sort of adds that that little bit of something different. Like he's a fairly, he's, he's got a kicking game in the second row. He adds, um, he adds that little bit of something different. And and I mean, at the end of the day, you could you could make an argument that. Is he going to be able to handle playing for a team that isn't contending? He play, he's come from Wigan, where he's basically in the grand final every year. He's come to the NRL. He's played one grand final from one season. Is he going to be able to go to somewhere like the Gold Coast and uh, have, I guess, uh, a guaranteed holiday booked in for the start of September? Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. I guess that's when we talk about the, the price of taking those big contracts. That's it. Um, all right. So, did we think we'd get to this day, May 28, round three starting? Did, did we ever think when Peter Volandi said this is the date and Project Apollo? Briggs, did you think we'd get here? No, I thought it was a joke because when you looked at um, <laughs> Australia's Virus cases at that time, you just thought, what is this guy doing? But he's obviously got a crystal ball that we're not privy to and fair play to him because everything that he's, um, that he's mapped out has just come off to fruition perfectly so far. Yeah, it's been a uh, breath of fresh air for the league, hasn't he, Paul? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's got a bit of a, a reputation as a really... Um, I guess hard-nosed negotiator and you don't sort of want to be on the wrong side of the discussions when you're, you're sort of locked in a room with a room with him but I mean I've, I've chatted to him a couple of times and I met him at the uh, the Black Opal uh, function earlier this year and he's, he's a really nice guy he's actually um, he's very friendly very helpful um, yeah he's actually he's a really he, he came he came across almost the opposite of what I guess his reputation uh, has of him. But I guess he's he's shown that he whatever he, he is he's uh, he delivers. So 
Um, maybe uh, maybe the Labor Party could uh, sign him up and we could get a, a new Prime Minister. Who knows? Who knows? All right, we're going to move on to some tips for round three. I keep going to call it round one, but it's not round one. It's round three this weekend. Um, Lucy, can you take us through? Round your... one, 2.0. Round one, <laughs> 2.3. Um Lucy, can you take us through your tips for this week, please? Yep. So I've got uh, Broncos to beat the Eels by eight. Oh, uh, you even Cowboys. get margins. Jeez. Confidence. I like it. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to look up what, who's playing. All oh, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll read them out for you too. At least Lucy did her homework. <laughs> I, had, I had Cowboys to beat the Titans by 16. Uh I had Roosters by six over the Bunnies. Um, had the Warriors by 10 over the Dragons. Um, back to my boys, the West Tigers, beat the Sharks by four. Yeah, you, got, you got a dream. So I had Raiders by six over the Storm. Um, Knights by 12 over Panthers. And uh, Manly to beat the Bulldogs by 14. Very good. All right. Uh Who's ready, Polks or Briggs? I'm good. Uh, don't mind. All right, Briggsy, you hit me. Yeah, Broncos tonight. Cowboys will be too good for the Titans. Roosters by about 50 over Souths. <laughs> Poor old Warriors. I'd love to see them get up, but I can't see them beating the Dragons. How will Cronulla respond to the Bronson Sherry thing? Will that, that might be a thing that galvanises them. I, I still think they'll beat the Tigers. Uh, Storm too good for the Raiders, Panthers over the Knights, and Manly too good for the Bulldogs. Um, how are you going to score your points to get fifty against South Briggsy when your your main point scorer is actually playing <laughs> this time? But yeah, well, he'll be knocked up by about twenty minute mark. Won't he? So... <laughs> All right, Polk, what are your tips? Uh, probably go the Broncos, Cowboys. Oh, Roosters. I only go the Warriors just just because... I like it. Just because of uh, what, what they're doing for the game. Um, I've actually been thinking about uh, the Warriors and last time we were on, Lucy said there'd be an asterisk on, on this season and I think she's right because I think if any team in Sydney wins it, um, they'll have done it easy because they get to play at home every week. Uh, but if, and also I think there'll be an asterisk if the Warriors, the Raiders, the Titans, uh, and those team and the Knights and those teams that actually have to travel every week to play their games. If if they win it, then they'll have done it against the odds. So they'll get like an asterisk for for a superhuman achievement. So go the Warriors uh, against the Dragons, um, uh, Sharks, Tigers. Uh, who cares? Uh, the Raiders by four. Um, Newcastle and Manly. Very good. Very good. It'll be interesting to see how, as Briggsy was saying, the Sharks bounce back after the Bronson Cherry stuff this week. Um, it's obviously dominated the headlines uh, and will be interesting to see when his B sample comes back. Um, all right, guys. We might as well wrap it up there. Anything else you want to add before we, we jump off and get started into some footy this weekend? Can we get Michael Oldfield to give at the Warriors, Polky, if, uh, if Rappiner comes in and just takes his place again? 
Uh, well, I don't know. They need forwards. Can he can he play in the middle? Um, he, he sort of said he could probably fill in uh, like a, an edge forward position, but I'm not sure uh, uh, whether whether he'll be in the middle or not. Uh, although we've seen guys like Caelan Ponger in that slot in there, so um, never say never, I guess. And um, I guess on that, Jordan Rappiner as well, sort of uh, pushing his his wheelbarrow to potentially fill in in the second row if he needs to. Polky's campaign this year might be hashtag get Oldfield again. <laughs> He's going to play on Saturday. Yeah, but if he doesn't, I want you to see. Oh, you got to ramp up that um, hashtag next week. Get Oldfield on. On for young and old. Um, anything else, Lucy? I have a, I have a question for everyone. Oh, here do we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think players will come out of retirement to play for the Warriors? And if oh, so, who would you like to see? <laughs> We'd all love to see Paul Gallen get smashed by Papali again. So, when do they play? When do they play that? I think if they, I just can't see it happening. Like if you've got all these guys who are playing in New South Wales Queensland Cup who are waiting for an opportunity, I think it's just robbing them. Like give them a go rather than getting an old bloke back in. Yeah, exactly right. Unless it's Ray Price or someone like that. <laughs> Brett Kenny. Brett Kenny was my favourite growing up, actually. <laughs> How old are you? I uh, don't disclose everything. Oh, you'd be a Tulsa Tollet man. <laughs> no, a bit before my time. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for coming in. Oh, Pogs, have you got something else? Was that a hand up I saw while I looked away? No. Uh, well, September 26 is when they play the Sharks. So. Um, if, if Gallon does make a comeback, he's going to have to uh, uh, last the whole season. Um, oh, hang on. It's the Warriors we want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they play them the week before, so September the 20th. So, right. Um, yeah, he's going to have to last a while uh, if, if we get to see him and Papa go head to head again. Very good. All right. Well, hope everyone enjoys the footy this weekend. Briggsy, very big thank you for, for you coming in. I think we'll probably get you in more often now that um, you can use technology. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's actually the first time I've seen most of you guys for two or three months, so it's been nice. I know, it's been a bit scary looking at you again, but um, good to see your face anyway. <laughs> um, Lucy Pulse, thanks for coming in. No worries. All right. Not like we had a choice. That's right. And we'll uh, <laughs> catch you everyone next week.